Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Uh, today's Wednesday, uh, February, was it the 10th? Oh God, Valentine's Day is almost here. We just left the Super Bowl. I hope that uh, you're breathing well, moving well. I'm... I'm been having some esophageal spasms. I, I didn't even know that was a thing where your, your throat just starts spasming because I, apparently I eat too many hot and cold foods. Anyway, today I want to talk about a number of things. I want to talk about therapy, specifically online therapy, because uh, you know that's becoming the new norm. And I think a lot of people are have shied away from it or are uncomfortable because they're like, what do, how do I show up? to online therapy? What's the setup? What do I say? What do I do? What should my lighting be? What's my best angle? Um, and so we're going to talk about that because uh, right after I shoot this or record this, I myself will be going into uh, individual therapy, which thank God, after searching for so many therapists, I finally found a therapist where I feel seen, I feel heard, I feel understood. Because uh, she's from Chicago, you know, I, I realized I just had to find somebody from where I'm from. So uh, and then we're going to talk about winter depression and we're going to talk about weight gain, but specifically weight gain in kids, because I know some of you have kids and your kids are gaining weight because of this uh, this pandemic. And so how do you manage that? How do you talk to your kids about that? Because uh, how we handle it today uh, it affects how they handle it 10, 20, 30 years from now in terms of, you know, we want to make sure that we are not uh, creating some type of a disorder. And, and then we're going to get into sleep. So we got, we got a couple of things we want to cover today. So first I want to talk about therapy and how to do online therapy. One of the things I love about online therapy is I get to, I get to cozy up the way I want to, right? Like it doesn't have to be you in a chair, them in a chair on the other side of the screen. It feels confrontational. If you want to lay on your couch, uh, you know, surrounded by pillows, uh, get a cup of tea, right? Get, get something warm in your hands, something soothing and relaxing so that you really feel at home, at peace. And it creates this vibe of, this person's your friend, your ally. Yes, you're, you're paying this person, but um, it, you know if you're sitting in some cold clinical chair, uh, it, it just it, it's not fun. Who wants to show up for that? When you go into a therapist's office, they, they, they all the money they uh, that you're spending goes into their couch. That's why the couch is so comfortable. It goes into the couch and the throw pillows. Maybe they even have a dog. It's not even their dog. They just bought the dog for the purpose of the uh, of the session of, of you know something that for you to focus on and, and help soothe you while you were there um, so number one is be as physically comfortable as possible you know even if that means you sitting on the floor or in a bean bag or uh, or even standing up some some of us are maybe you're, you sit all day for whatever reason and uh, so maybe you want to stand up during the session. That's fine. It's your world. Maybe sometimes you want to sit. Sometimes you want to stand. You want to have your legs crossed. You know, uh, light, light, light the, you got a fireplace. Throw some logs in the fire. Turn the lights down. 
you know, and I'm not saying make it romantic and cozy, but uh, let it feel intimate. That's what you're going for. Intimate, cozy. I'm in a safe space. You know, I'm in, I'm back in my mom's womb. Uh, there's no judgment here. Put, put on some cozy clothes if possible. Put on your, put on those socks that you can slide around in on the wooden floors. So cozy up, throw some sweats on, maybe even take a shower, clean yourself up. <laughs> so that, that's number one. Get as comfortable and cozy as possible. Um, you know, even light some candles. Cozy it up. Uh, second thing you want to do when, if you're doing online therapy, is know that you can talk about therapy in therapy. So, um, you know, my therapist there early on, I, she because she had her desk in one place and then she had her laptop uh, to the side. She would have to look at the laptop sometimes. And for me, that was distracting because I felt like she wasn't looking at me. So I, I mentioned that. I go, you know, when you look at, when you look to the side, um, it, it's distracting for me because I feel like you're not present in our session. And, you know, she explained that, you know, she's taking notes uh, and, you know, and et cetera. So I felt, and she said, you know, I will be more mindful of that and uh, write things down instead of looking at the, the laptop. So know that whatever uh, is uncomfortable for you in the session, whether it's something the therapist said or is doing or uh, the time, the length, whatever it is, how it ends, how it starts, you can talk about that. Those are things that you can mention. And, and some people might have the idea of like, well, I don't want to spend my money talking about the session. I want to be talking about me. This is all a part of you. This is all a part of the therapy because, you know, I'm going to guess setting boundaries, being assertive, advocating for yourself are some of the things that uh, we're struggling with. So this is that opportunity uh, for us to speak up for our needs and our wants. So number two is know that you can talk about therapy in therapy. Uh, and the third part is, is when you're in therapy, you know, see if you can get a treatment plan. Like what, what's our, what's our setup here? What are we, what are we focused on while I'm here for, you know, however long? And, you know, because like when I was personal training clients at Equinox, you always had to have a plan and they were always in three month increments, companies, businesses, they create quarterly reports. You know, so every every three months they sit down and go, this is what we're focused on uh, during this time. So one of the things I love about my new therapist is immediately she was very clear about what our treatment plan uh, is going to be and what we're going to be focusing on. So now I feel like, all right, we're on a mission and we're on this mission together. And, and that is so empowering because you feel like you have an ally. You got a plan. And now we can go rob the bank and get all the money. Get all the money. Uh, <laughs> the other thing about online therapy, uh, if you are considering it, is that, and this is not an ad for anything. I'm not sponsored by BetterHelp anymore. Um, is that it's cost and time effective. You can do it right in your home. You can do it in your car if you want to. Some of us 
you know, the, the home situation isn't set up really for us to share all our feelings uh, openly. So maybe you have to go to a car or a park or, uh, you know, a coffee shop, depending on where you live. So it's time and cost effective, especially if you have insurance. Check your insurance. There's a lot of things that you can get through your insurance that you may not be aware of from uh, therapy to um, what was the other thing? Uh, acupuncture to chiro- chiropractic care. All these things that I realize I need right now in double doses. <laughs> Michelle is very good about always going to see the therapist um, or the IST, the ISTs, ISTSs. Um, number four, if you're going to therapy, since you, you are spending your money, and I don't want to say spending, investing in yourself, in your well-being, because know that investing in yourself is also investing in the people around you. Um, do the homework. Do the homework. So many people will say, yeah, we went to couples therapy. It didn't work. Um, and my question is, did you do the work? What do you mean it didn't work? Did you do all the homework assignments? And, and <laughs> first of all, let's, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. These, these changes, the, uh, being able to transcend, transform, to be present and grounded. It takes, it took me, you know, you go to school for 12 years to learn how to write and read. And I've talked about this in previous podcasts. And even in my 12th year, I'm still learning what, a, how to use a semicolon. I, I still can't figure this stuff out. So don't think that if you go to 12 sessions or you take a three-month or a weekend seminar or, or whatever, that you're going to see this drastic change. It takes forever to turn the Titanic around. So we have to have compassion for ourselves and know that the, the journey of a million steps takes time. It takes effort. Sometimes it takes going backwards. It, it takes uh, falling down. It, it takes crying in a shower at night or, or screaming into a pillow. It, it's not going to be easy. It's going to require pain and effort and time and doubt and insecurity and all those things. It is, it's, not a, it's not a magic pill. And if it was, it wouldn't be worth it. It, you, it, it would be boring and you'd be over it. Um, so please do the read the books. Do the worksheets, uh, practice the exercises, whatever they are. Um, also, before you go into therapy, right, write what you want to talk about in therapy. I, I put notes in my calendar when I have it set up with my therapist to of what I want to talk about because I forget. I don't have a great memory. It's a week. I see my therapist every week. I'm not... If, if, if I see her on Friday and I got something I want to talk about Monday, I'm not going to remember by Friday. So I put it in the calendar. So write it down, the things you want to talk about, the things that bother you or make you anxious or maybe something that you're excited about or a breakthrough or uh, a, a new insight or uh, a memory that, you know, whatever it is, write it down. Come in with, come in with intention and purpose, right? Um, and then... The last thing that you want to do before you go into therapy is, or after therapy, is pat yourself on the back. 
pat yourself on the back for showing up for you. That's not what you just did, going to therapy, bearing your soul to a, a quote-unquote stranger and, and saying that, you know what, I care about myself and I care about my future and I care about the people around me and I care about the work that I do and I care about the community and the country and the world. I, I care so much about all those things to realize that it starts with me and I have to take care of myself. Pat yourself on the back. Kudos to you. Shout out, high five, get you some. You know, we, we live in a, a world where, you know, because of the pandemic, if you're not going into work, who high fives you anymore? That was the best part about playing sports, that, that little high five at the end. So speaking of which, um, you know, we are in December, we're in the middle, and I, I have friends who live in St. Louis and I'm going to Nashville tomorrow where it's zero degrees. And so this this winter is making, it feels like a, a last run or two, right? And so a lot of us, because of the, the shorter days, are going through a winter depression. And, or some people call it the winter blues. And you're like, Leo, how do I get through the winter blues? Uh, but how do I even know that I have the winter blues? Sometimes we're in it, don't even know. There's a few signs of uh, sadness, irritability, Trouble concentrating, uh, you know, lack of interest in activities, increased appetite or sleep or decreased appetite and sleep. It's just you just see like a, a, a change in, in in behaviors and routine. I know like my sad I mean, and, you know, what's key is like to notice in your body where you feel these things. I feel sadness behind my eyes. I feel irritability in my in my head a little bit. Um, trouble concentrating. I feel that more in my feet because I, I find myself wanting to move around and like and, and get into things um, and lack of interest in things that you used to love and, and care about. You know, whether it's uh, mu- music, movies, t- uh, t- people that you usually enjoy. So all these things are signs of the winter blues or a winter depression. Usually, you can sit and read a book. For an hour, a half hour, and now to to even read a text message <laughs> or a tweet is is too much. So we have to recognize these signs of of the winter blues, and and we know it's we call it the winter blues because it usually subsides in the in the spring, winter, spring, summer, fall. Mm. Uh, and by the way, it doesn't have to be cold and snowy for you to experience the winter blues, because really it's about that lack of sunlight, right? That the sun comes up uh, a little later, it goes down earlier, and that just throws off our circadian rhythm. And so w- when you recognize these signs, the beauty of, of being aware of what's happening is that now you realize, oh, I'm not really mad at my spouse or mad at the kids or, um, you know, I really don't want to quit my job. I'm just going through a little winter blues and that's okay. And then you go, well, how do I, how do I deal with this? You know, because I know for, for some people, like, you know, you gain weight, you lose weight, you feel a little lethargy where shaving or showering is, is uh, too much to ask, you know. Um, and we know that areas like the northwest region of the U.S. are greatly affected by the winter blues because of uh, isolation and uh, 
altitude, high altitude areas, they usually uh, struggle with it more because the oxygen is thin. It's hard to breathe up there, right? But there's simple changes we can make. That's the beauty of it, uh, you know, from what we eat. So if you're going through the winter blues, you definitely want to reduce your processed sugars because uh, the sugars cause inflammation in the body, which then makes it makes us harder for us to move it. You feel like uh, aches and pains in your joints. So, you know, sometimes you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, my back, my knee. And you have we have no idea that it's not just the, and maybe it's your bed, right? Or the futon, or maybe you're sleeping on the floor. Maybe that's causing it. Uh, but it could also be uh, inflammation in your body from what you ate or drank the night before. So definitely want to be mindful of what we're putting in our body so that our body uh, can recover and handle the, the change in daylight a little bit easier. So know that sugars cause aches and pains and also disrupts the sleep, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, you know, get some exercise. I'm all about that sunlight uh, before screen light. So you wake up, you go for a walk or shovel the snow or mow the lawn or walk the dog. But get outside, get moving. Exercise doesn't have to be P90X. It could just be going for a walk. I don't, and some mornings I won't go for a walk. I'll do like my morning mobility routine where, you know, it's like shoulder cars and hip cars. That's a whole other thing that I, yeah. Just Google shoulder cars and hip cars. And for me, that, that's a great way for me to uh, start my morning and feel empowered and activated and ready to go. Um, also, you know, another thing we can do to, to uh, shield ourselves against winter depression, social interactions. Call people. FaceTime them. Don't text. Don't text. Don't tweet. Don't post on Facebook. I mean, you can do those things. But... That should be a small percentage of your social interaction. It, it, most of it should come through phone calls, um, FaceTiming, uh, meeting people. I, and I know uh, a lot of places are hard to date. If, you, if you're in a place where there's not a lot of people or a lot of prospects on these dating apps, go on a date anyway. Just go on a date to get out the house. Just say, <laughs> just say yes, you know, if you, can if you can afford it, you know what I mean, because that, that could rack up some bills, and then, and then you'd be depressed for a whole other reason. Um, but also sleep. Sleep is important. Don't let Netflix rob you of your sleep. Cut it off and let's go to bed. I, I get it. I, <laughs> right now, like, uh, what are we watching? We're watching, like, this documentary on HBO Max, The Lady and the Dale. It's a great documentary. Um, but it's so exciting. Like, you want to stay up and watch the whole thing. But we go, no, we got to get some sleep or the winter depression will get us. Uh, the other thing you can do if you're in an area where there's not a lot of light is get a light box. Get one of those light boxes. They give you about 10,000, uh, you know, uh, watts of light, which mimics the sun. And that will actually help release the melatonin so that you can get some sleep at night. Because know that you, we need that sunlight as early as possible when we wake up so that we can sleep at night. Um, and then the other thing, this goes to go outside. Get outside. Feel the breeze, even if it's freezing. That's why you got clothes. Put the clothes on, step outside, and, and feel the wind. If it's raining, 
And you don't have to be out there forever, but just feel life, feel movement, feel the fractals, feel, feel nature, feel, take that moment to feel alive, right? Right? Feel your feet on the ground. But get, get, you know, roll out there in the snow for a minute. Embrace all, all of nature, the, the rain, the sleet, the cold, the, uh, the places where they do cold plunges. So get out there. Um, and then lastly, of course, see a therapist or a coach, someone who is, um, you know, I, ideally focused on cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT or DBT, depending on what your issues are um, or, or what your challenges. I don't like the word issues. The issues are right. I say the issues are in the tissues. But, yeah, so if you're fighting winter depression, uh, then that's what you want to do. Now, I actually uh, I misjudged the time, so I'm going to wrap it up there. I think that was great. We talked about winter depression. Uh, next week we'll have, and we talked about what to do in therapy. I hope this was helpful. I got a tune out. I, I overestimated how much, how, how, uh, Quickly, I'd be able to cover the material I wanted to talk about today. Uh, but uh, I have a cool guest for you for next week. I'm excited, and I appreciate you tuning in. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you going to get help. Are you calling the 1-800-SUICIDE or 1-800-273-TALK. Um, and if you want one-on-one coaching, if you're thriving in your career and, and you're super successful, uh, but you feel lonely and detached at home uh, and you're searching for meaning, go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. And let's get to tomorrow together.